Hey everyone, my name's Sam and this is episode 7 of Sam Presents A Conversation With, a podcast where I talk to fellow nerds about how nerd culture has impacted their lives. My guest for this episode is a 20-year-old who's studying web design, so please give a warm welcome to Callum. I'm all right. How's you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so, I guess first thing is, tell me about yourself. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm Callum. Um, I just, I'm, I'm a big, well, I say big, but I'm like a tech guy. I'm a big tech guy. Um, I just, I just love any, anything that I love type thing. You know, just uh, I like, I like doing my own thing and knowing, knowing that it's, I like it because I like it like to do with Pokemon or to do with uh, any sort of games or any sort of franchise, you know? Yeah, so how long have you been a nerd for? Nerd for? Uh, well, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like it, uh, it just like dawned to me. It's like, oh, this is this is where I start my path to be a nerd. It just it just grows. And then like, um, but then there's more people like sort of catch on when you either talk to to people about stuff and they're saying like oh yeah. wow you're you're quite the nerd aren't you <laughs> or like uh, you'll uh, you'll pick it up yourself and you're like oh yeah i guess guess i guess i like this a bit you know it's a bit of a nerd thing but oh well no i i, I like that answer because it's it's not like the normal one where you know it's like oh, i've been a nerd for a very long age it's like it's something that just happens um, yeah. and and you don't really realize it so moving on then um what was your first sort of real experience with, in air quotes now, nerd culture? First experience, um, I think it was mainly when I was younger, like really young, like uh, like maybe about seven or so, or younger even. It's um, when there was like uh, either going into game or a game station back then. That's a bit of a throwback, game station. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, going going in with my dad, just like looking at all the different games. Like back then, it would have been uh, the Game Boy Advanced, like SPs and stuff, and uh, Crash yeah. Bandicoot and Pokemon and stuff like that. It's just like that's what all comes back when I think like, oh, this is like because it's my thing and I I think it's cool. It's like you know, no one's. It's not like the trendy thing. It's the thing that I think is cool and the thing that I want to be trendy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. This this does go into the next sort of question. Then, is how has nerd culture impacted your life? Obviously, you know you, you mentioned that your, your dad and yourself went into game and GameStop when GameStop was a thing. But how how has it sort of escalated from there? Um, how's it escalated? I would say it's because I'm a bit older now. Uh, to sort of have my real independence being 20 because you know like as as in your teens you know you you get more independent but the older you get the more it feels like it's definitely your independence and not just people letting you do it instead it's like it's definitely your own independence and I think that just where I've been able to grow on my own and uh, 
just explore and just like really just sort of do what I, do what I like. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's, um, that's a good answer. So obviously, for background information for people listening, um, I put this request out in, in Discord and, and you was kind enough to say you'd be on here. So the Discord group was for, for Graded Gen, the, the card uh, middleman for PSA. So is Pokemon like one of the biggest things that you're into or, is there, or are there other things as well? Uh, I would say Pokemon is the one I think came to me first. Uh, yeah, I'd say Pokemon's the thing that I sort of branched into first as I was younger. Yeah. Um, and then I just sort of grew into everything else, like such things like uh, Halo. Halo was really big for me. Um, and then just any other sort of like classic, classic <laughs> games that you picked up back then, like either like Doom, Skate, uh, Crash Bandicoot, like I mentioned, Spyro. All of that, but yeah, Pokemon's like sort of my the main thing I started with, and just where as I got older, like I said, I just really just pushed myself into it uh, when COVID happened. Um, but uh, I like being here all the time. It's not just like I'm here because it's COVID. I'm I'm here and I'm going to stay here because I love Pokemon. Yeah, you're you're one of the uh, how, how's the best way to put it? it? It's not a fad for you then. It's yep. It's, it's pre-COVID. It's going to be post-COVID. Yeah, it's correct. it's it's you, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is great, you know, because it, it's very similar to me. You know, I grew up with Pokemon back when Generation One was the only generation out, and it wasn't known <laughs> as Generation One. It was just Pokemon. It's just Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and uh, and and now, I mean, you know, looking at it, so so you're you said you're twenty, so that would make is it. Diamond, Pearl, or X and Y? Your sort of it, yeah, it would be generation, generation four. Yes, it'd be all the Sinnoh stuff. It's yeah, uh, all of that. So my first my first game was actually Pokemon Ruby on okay. um, Game Boy Advanced on my on my Mario SP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I was kind of like a bit too young to understand what was going on, and I yeah, like I just didn't know what I was doing, and it was just like one of those things where I was just mindlessly moving. But um, Diamond and Pearl, well, Platinum specifically, it was Platinum I started on to where I was like, I knew what I was doing and I knew that I liked it type thing. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I just, it just completely grew from there on out. So sidestepping slightly then with with Diamond and Pearl and Platinum being your your generation of games. Yeah. Which makes me sound so old when I say that. Um, <laughs> how how do you feel about the remakes that are coming out? Oh yeah, um, I think it's really cool that it's uh, getting some attention. I think that's the I think that's the main thing for me when we see uh, new sets come out for the TCGs as um, as we're like in the very recent sets like Chilling Rain, uh, Battle Styles, and um, the new Japanese sets. Blue Sky Stream and Skyscraping Perfect. Uh, there's a lot of Generation Four and Generation Five love, just like in just in, and it's just being normalised now. And that's what I love about it. It's where these different generations that hardly got any love just are getting so much attention now, um, like with the remakes now. And I think that's what I love about it the most. It's just like it's uh, it's it's my childhood, but it's not just mine. It's a lot of people's childhood, but it's growing to the to the front for everyone else to see why we like it 
I, I like I really do like that you know and I think looking back because I obviously you know I, I was gen one and two I missed mm-hmm. gen three because I wasn't really I, I was at that point in my life where you know I was changing school you know moving on up and trying yeah. to grow up so I, I sort of skipped gen three and then when diamond and pearl came out like everybody was playing it and I was like I'm gonna get back into it you know yeah so so with the remakes coming out I think it's going to reignite people that didn't necessarily get back into Pokemon through the pandemic um it's going to reignite their love for it as well because again you know like yourself it's your your era yeah like um as and as you said there just saying like oh well like when Diamond and Pearl came out, um, I think those those games, especially Heart Gold and Soul Silver, in that Generation Four era, is just where everyone just sort of like was really, really getting back into it. And I think when people will see uh, RCS Pokemon, well, yeah, Pokemon RCS or Legends, sorry, not RCS, yes. um, and obviously Shining, Shining Pearl and Brilliant uh, Diamond. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. It's not. I'm not used to saying the the first word. It's just diamond and pearl. <laughs> um. But yeah, like you said there, you got back into it during that time. So I'm sure there'll be other people that also be doing that. And they'll remember that. Like, oh, I remember playing the first ones when I first got back into it. I'm gonna get back into it again for the second time. I mean, we we can only hope. I mean, it, it's been. Pokemon as a whole recently has been a very interesting ride, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With, with, you know, the, the TCG sales just going through the roof because people have been finding their old collections in lockdown and then realising that they're worth something when they're yep. graded. So it, it's, it, it's sort of the whole fandom has exploded in a in an interesting way um some of it's good some of it's not so good but yeah but it is interesting um so what's the most prized thing in your collection if you've got a collection or if you haven't got a collection what is the one thing that you would want to get to sort of start it off well i do have a collection but i'll answer both of those questions (laughs) of what i'd really love to have and what i have so um it's a shame there's no camera, but obviously, um, what I have is a it's a prize card. It's a Japanese uh, prize like tournament card um, of Pokemon, and it features Giratina on the art with a with a medal with one of the medals from uh, 2009, and uh, it's just really unique because the the way it was given out to people uh, in Japan, I think they only did a few tournaments across Japan for it. But if uh-huh. you got five consecutive wins in these tournaments, you would get the card, basically. So you would only get it if you got a five win streak at these tournaments. So that's what I thought was really cool. And obviously features my favorite Pokemon, Giratina on it, being the Gen 4 nerd that I am. <laughs> and um, But I just love those tournament cards because uh, it's even in English, it has like the gold imprint and it says, winner of the pokemon card game and i just thought that was like so cool like how like how you could own something like that and it literally says you're the winner of pokemon yeah. card game <laughs> but i just thought that was really cool no it is it sounds it, i mean, I'll say it sounds I, I have seen the card so I, I know which one you're on about and yeah i'm not going to like it is one of my sort of 
favorite artworks for that particular type of card so mm-hmm. I, I can definitely understand you know why it's sort of up there in, in the list yeah um, <laughs> so so yeah um it, it's quick fire question time so i hope you're prepared okay. for some random questions that are going to be thrown at you okay uh, so tea or coffee? <laughs> tea uh, or coffee 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 in the morning good answer marvel or dc marvel star wars star trek or stargate uh star wars pokemon or digimon pokemon no brain right uh yeah last one then books tv or movies movies nice answer what kind of yeah. movies just while we're yeah um the most recent things i'd say would be christopher nolan films when um when tenet came out like it was just magical i love tenet um i'm a big sort of action guy who who would watch the likes of like uh jason bournes uh taken well not so much taken but your jason bournes you're just your denzel washington like equalizers your your mechanics and so on and um but christopher nolan's uh, an amazing director and uh, i went back after 10 i watched tenet with um john david washington um i went and watched the batman trilogy <laughs> for christopher nolan it's just like it's just so it's just amazing the work he does yeah, I. He, he's an interesting director. Um, yeah, and and with with the with the Dark Knight trilogy, he made sort of he he took a character that was originally you know very campy in the sixties. Mm-hmm. The the sort of eighties nineties movies were they were okay, but some were overstuffed with you know action or lack of action and. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I cannot pronounce his surname, um, but uh, but he he took this concept and turned it into one of the best sort of movie trilogies. And you know, I'm I'm more Marvel, but I will happily sit down and watch the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy any day 100%, of the week. One hundred percent. That is the that is what I agree with the most there. And uh, it's just it's it always baffles me is when you look at the years of the films as well, <laughs> you, you just can't help but laugh. But because like um, it's like the first Batman Begins, it's like two thousand and five, and then it's yeah. then it's two thousand and eight, and then it's twenty twelve, and it's just the quality of the films is just perfect for the for the representation of like the year that, that it came out, and it's just like wow, <laughs> it is really just amazing. Yeah. But then, I mean, looking at sort of real-world events last year and, and into this year, and how how films have changed the way that not only they're filmed but how they're released as well. I mean, as as you're like a, an action film guy, how yeah. how do you think that that sort of impacted the bigger picture of going you know going to the cinema? I mean, cinemas are now luckily reopening. But is it something that you know you would want to go to the cinema and see again, or are you more like if it comes out on a streaming service, that's going to be more of your your thing? Mm, um, I would still like to get the cinema experience with uh, either the people people around me or, well, yeah, yeah, on my own. I would normally go with my dad. Um, 
we, we like our action stuff. So we would happily go and see stuff for ourselves. Um, but uh, it's weird. It's just This is just my personal opinion on it. But uh, I couldn't, unless it was with like a significant other, I couldn't go and sit like sit down inside in my own house with someone and watch a film i know that's like mm. quite a family thing to do but just i i just can't do that it's a it's a bit uncomfortable for me so i'd either like to watch it on my own um or i'm in the cinema with people yeah it's, yeah i don't know that's just me i just like my privacy i guess if that's no <laughs> but, um, i'll agree i mean if, if it's a brand new film coming out I mean, because Black Widow, uh, the the new Marvel movies, that that's just come out at the cinema, mm-hmm. and yeah. on Disney Plus. And I know people that have gone to the cinema to see it for the cinema experience. Oh, but yeah. I know people who've done the other thing, just got it on Disney Plus. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it's got merits for both because I hate film credits. Like I, I like you know everybody's put their work into it. They should be acknowledged. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. over the last year it's gone on to the point where, you know, you can just fast forward through the credits. Yeah. And, and you can't do that at the cinema. So it's like, yeah. you sat there and it's like, I can't fast forward this, I have to sit here now. Yeah, the, the control is with you when you're when you're at home, because you can just, hang on, hang on a minute, can you pause it? I, I need to go to the bathroom. And then, <laughs> but you can't do it at the cinema. You have, to, you have to quickly leg it and then leg it back if you want to yeah. get everything in. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting time. I'm glad that you know people do now want to go back to the cinema and that films are going to be shown in the cinema again. I think you know it's uh, it's an industry that definitely needs that support. Um, as do you know the the various cinemas that are, are out there. You know, without them, it will just be all at home and being very antisocial. Whereas you know, I mean, I, I remember when uh, Star Wars Episode Three came out at the cinema, and like people in were queuing up outside my local cinema and just talking about how they think things are going to happen in the film. And I really like that as an idea. You know, that you get to meet up again and discuss things before you've se- you've seen it. Uh, yeah, no, um, I totally get that from. From what I know, from what my dad's told me when he was growing up and watching uh, Star Wars at the cinema, it is a very big uh, community aspect. Like, because um, you don't get films like you don't get this in films where you hear like clapping at the end or you're like ways like when something happens or anything like that. My dad would tell me that would happen uh, a lot when he was uh, growing up in cinemas because there's a bigger community aspect. Um, but you know, you don't get that at all anymore if you're in a cinema. It's uh, normally noise noise is uh, disrespectful when you're yeah. when you're watching but again i think that that also shows you know that if you watch it at home yes you can pause it but if if a neighbor's being loud then while you can always pause it and watch the film later on it's not the same experience and yeah you know i mean i'm i'm just speaking personally again but i prefer now being able to go to a cinema sitting down the, the big box of popcorn as well and the, the large drink and everything and just popcorn's gone in like five minutes of the film trailers before you know before the film started but yeah, <laughs> but yeah I, I think you know it's um i i think personally it's i'm glad that things are starting to reopen like that 
yeah, I agree because it's also uh, what I like to think about it as well. It's just like it's also people people going back to work, and um, some people uh, really need that. As much as some people hate going to work, uh, they'll they'll also won't mind where there's days where they'll they'll just really like to meet someone like a customer who's just polite and who um, and who's coming and like who's just being a consumer of their of their workplace basically to where they they can still work um, because when covid hit and uh, I was on furlough basically for my for my job at retail and obviously being in a retail at the start of covid at 2020 um, you know just shops were just shut for months so yeah it was just where you know uh, I wasn't working at all um, and then I was just fortunate to even be furloughed in the first place but coming back it was a bit of a struggle but it was really nice to get a polite experience with customers when I did come back and it really helped my mental I would say so I would say it's the same for people working in cinemas at least to my knowledge and what I can bring to the table to that perspective it could be different for everyone yeah I I think apart from you know clothes now not fitting me properly the way that they used to do (laughs) lockdown and furlough existed for a while for me as well it's um it's good to be able to you know go back out and not have as many restrictions and i i know like with with uh, the recent government announcements um within the whole of the uk it's some of it contradicts each other but that that's a politics talk (laughs) and you know that's for another day but yeah yeah, I, i think you know mental state wise which is a big thing for me as well is it's great that people can get back out and you know it's, it's part of the reason why i wanted to do this podcast as well because like people have rediscovered their passion for a specific type of sort of nerd related culture i.e you know like the the pokemon thing when it exploded massively over lockdown it's it's an interesting thing i mean you know pandemic horrific but mm-hmm. the, the culture has only got stronger uh yeah i would say so as well just with uh because because when when this happened uh just obviously thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of people uh went to look for to socialize online uh or even more than what they usually did because obviously yeah. some people's social interactions only went from seeing their friends in real life to then talking when they got home on whatever uh, platform they used. Uh, But then when COVID hit, obviously it was just constantly online to where sometimes you get bored saying the same things to the same people over again. So you would go out and meet new people who were online in various platforms like either Discord or Reddit or um, any other sort of forums or uh, community like through Twitch, Twitter, whatever just people people tried to just find like-minded people with whatever they liked and um it's just like you said it's just it's just grown everybody stronger from those communities and just like completely blew out the water yeah i i I think you know there's a nice sort of closing statement to this whole sort of interesting covid-esque talk part that we've just gone into i think whatever community that you're from whether it's actual you know real life community or whether it's a nerd related fan base i think it's 
this whole thing has made us all stronger together. So yeah. the, the the Pokemon community, you know, it's better now. You know, we if somebody has a, a question, like you know, I, I put in the Discord group about people want, you know, if people wanted to be on the podcast, let me know. Mm-hmm. And you did. You was one yeah. of the ones that did. And you know, apart aside from that one sort of message, we've not spoken over any form of real like technology, like voice wise. We've had the odd message on on Discord, but this is the first like real time, and it goes to show how strong and connected now the community is. Correct, I would agree. Just like with just with everyone else in that uh, Greater Gem Discord as well, everyone just like everyone just likes being together, and um, you know, it just it doesn't really matter. Like you say, like if you're meeting someone for the first time, like properly for the first time, uh, like officially. Then it's just like it's just going to be a positive experience, and you know you're going to get a, a polite and just really nice uh, experience from talking to them. You won't have to worry about any sort of like, um, what's the word? You won't have to worry about maybe saying the wrong thing or having to put part of yourself away. You can bring all of yourself to the table because you know it's going to be good. Exactly, and I I think that that is the best place to end this. So. Uh, so thank you for, for coming on and for saying that you want to be part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's not a problem. Thank and, you uh, for having me. Not a problem. Hopefully, you know, if I actually get technology sorted as well, we can do like a, a, a repeat on uh, on actual video as well. Or eventually, when everything's fully lifted, we can do a sort of in-person one because I am I would like to do that eventually. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That's, that sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so thank you very much. Um, where, where can we where can we find you on like social media and stuff? <laughs> um, I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> I I don't have any social medias. Oh well, I guess I've got a Pokemon Instagram. I haven't I haven't gotten rid of that. So, um, oh actually, never mind me. Uh, you can follow my friend on Instagram, who is quite quite up to date on Instagram. His name is. Uh, Pokemon Scooter Scooter Monkey, he's he's quite cool. Always posts stuff about uh, different TCGs, not just Pokemon, like either through Digimon or Dragon Ball. He's a uh, he's quite up to date and he's really cool. So you should check him out instead. And on those wise words, thank you very much for being on, Callum, and uh, take care, mate. You too. Take care, man. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Cheers. So thank you again to Callum, who was a great guest here on ACW. If anybody wants to be on a future episode, please drop me a message at Sam on Instagram, and I'll arrange something with you. Till next time, thank you very much. Bye.